0: Central.com.
1: Let's stop buggering around. We've got uh, Dr. Hanan on, and you don't waste his time. His time is money. Hey, Doc, how are you?
0: Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Hey. How are
1: you doing? Good. We're fantastic. We have nothing to complain about this morning. Uh, started the morning with a uh, World Cup rugby win yesterday in terms of us versus France, so we're feeling good. But oh, I get we this email from- yeah, I know we need it. We need, we need to win the whole damn thing. But, you know, yeah. there's always someone to spoil our fun, Doc. So Ashley sent me an email. <laughs> and she's going to be a big buzzkill on the, uh, the show this morning. She says, in 2020, I moved to the USA behind dear family and friends with hopes and plans to see them all again and share my life with them. A couple of days ago, an immediate family member passed away suddenly, leaving the entire family shocked. I'm not able to travel back to South Africa and will not be part of the funeral arrangements or be there to support the family and grieve with them. How do you grieve alone? How do I not feel so guilty about not being there to help? And how do I help family grieve if I can't be there in person? So, I mean, Ashley, I'm really sorry, but now, you, now you're now you dragging all of us into this. What do we do, Doc? Answer a question. For so, God's sake, not a woman. She's going to drive us all into the depths of depression.
0: So she's asked uh, three questions there. Um, yeah. How does she let go of the guilt? How does she support her family members? And how does she heal herself? So, I'll try and answer that, all of that in nine minutes. So, first of all, I'll start with the last one. How do you support a family member? There's a concept in psychology called need bidding. Need bidding means we communicate our needs a lot of the time, not consciously by what we say, but also subconsciously by what we put out. So, your family members obviously need something from you, there's a nutrient that you can give them that would make them feel better. Sometimes it's a practical need that they, that they want, maybe call up, I don't know, the life insurance or sort out you know some administrative stuff. Uh, sometimes they need emotional support. They need somebody to talk to. Uh, sometimes they need you just to sit there and just listen. And I know a lot of people that go through grief, they just want somebody to be there, just listen. So in terms of supporting your family members, go and figure out exactly what is it that they need people don't need a lot of what they don't need. They just need a little bit of what they do. So go and figure out what they need. And a lot of the times it will tell you. So ask your family members, do you want me to just, um, do you want me to call you? Do you want me to uh, sit down and chat to you? Even even though she's a million miles away, we are still very connected through social media. The internet obviously connects us, so people that are far away feel really close. Uh, them. do you want me to call you? How often do you want me to call you? Do you want me to sort out some administrative stuff. So whatever it is, get to know what they need and fulfill that. With regards to your first question, uh, how do I heal so far away? How do I,
1: she asked, "How do I grieve alone?"
0: Um, yeah. yeah. How does she? How does she heal? How does she grieve alone? The let's just define what loss is. Loss is when your world changes from A to B, and your brain is not prepared to accept B. Your brain still holds on to what it was. And the only way to accept be your new reality, is to immerse yourself in your new world. Old, um, let's call it misinformed psychology said that in order to heal the past, you've got to sit in it and you've got to dwell in it and you've got to uh, unpack it, repack it, unpack it, repack it. New mm-hmm. modern psychology says in order to heal, just move forward. Just immerse yourself in what it is. The brain is an amazing adaptive machine. We as human beings, we are terrible at predicting, but we're incredible at adapting. And if you just immerse yourself in what it is in your world, and what does it mean what it is in your world? Back to work, back to your uh, kids, back to your husband, back to your friends, back to your social life, back to, and it doesn't have to be from level zero to level 10, you can work up to it. But as you immerse yourself more and more in your current world, your, your, your brain will adapt. That's how you heal and grieve alone. And thirdly, mm-hmm. and thirdly, guilt. How does she let go of the guilt? You must understand that guilt is an emotion that comes up when you feel that you've done something wrong. So I'm not going to get into the boring stuff, but uh, we each operate. We have an operating system. We have a certain set of rules in our minds that was given to us by our parents, by our culture, by our religion, by society. And the moment we adhere to these rules, we feel content. The moment we break the rules, we feel guilty. So for example, at age three, my parents gave me the rules, don't cross the road on your own. And at age three, that's incredibly functional. So at age three, when I start crossing the road on my own, I naturally feel guilty and in that moment guilt is very functional because it stopped me from breaking the rules. But at 44 years old, that rule set no longer applies. It's dysfunctional and I've got to break the rules. So how do I break the rules? Well, I act with a new rule set. Remember what you've always said on the show, action first, feelings always mm-hmm. follow. Action first, feelings always follow. Tonight, so 44 years old, I'm going to cross the road by myself and I'm going to feel guilty. But I'll do it again and again and again and again, after doing it a thousand times, my brain adjusts to the new rule set, and the guilt disappears. So I would ask her to act in the most appropriate ways that she feels as an adult. Don't worry about the guilt; the guilt will dissipate as long as her behaviour is consistent.
1: All right, that is that's handy um, because I do I understand completely what you're saying when like you know the the behaviour. That you want to to keep re- repeating over and over again is is now A, and you've got to change it to B. So just start acting, and the rest will follow.
0: Definitely, well, emotions will always follow your behavior, never the other way around. We've said that on the show, and that's kind of essential theme: not feelings and actions, actions and actions and actions and actions and actions, and emotions will always follow.
1: I like it. Okay, so what do we do about what do we do about people who eat like forty eight oysters and and, uh, and and then you have to come back and pay the bill.
0: And they have no, Garrett, we, have, they have no we, we have we have to get that guy on the show. The psychology of watching that and being mm. able to walk away from that <laughs> and come back and pay for half the bill is amazing. I need to interview this guy.
1: Yeah, he sounds he sounds like a very um a, a very self contained, very, very advanced, evolved human being. <laughs> If he could just—I mean, not only does he let this uh, this woman behave like this, but he comes back and he does the decent thing. Like I would have, just, I would have disappeared. She'd never have seen me again. That would be the end.
0: But how many guys would just feel bad? Would just feel bad and just sit through it and eventually oh, pay no. half the bill, or oh, no. oh, the, the, the full bill, the full bill, yeah. the full bill completely because they would feel bad.
1: So you know, you feel that you need to
0: treat the woman, but yeah, well, the fact that he actually got up—that's amazing. Like,
1: isn't that like a sunken cost syndrome? What you're talking about there is like yeah. some people think in a relationship, you know, like some people have been together for like five, six years and they really actually don't even like that person that they're with anymore, but they reckon, ah, well I've spent so long with them. I may as well just stay with them because it's too hard to start again. So it's like a sunken cost thing. I've put in so much effort and time and uh, this is, I've better make it work. Even though I don't, I don't feel the damn thing.
0: Yeah, what's uh, Newton's first law of motion? Somebody must go just Google it. It's like uh, an object in motion will continue moving yeah, along Unless acted upon by an external force. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. You know, so
0: you just want to keep on moving in the same direction. So I've invested so much in this relationship like, that i just got to keep on moving in the same direction, stopping it. I thought this was a first date. Was this not a first date?
1: <laughs> ah, I think God. it was. It must have been because I promise yeah. you, you wouldn't have a second date with this girl. And... <laughs> I don't I don't have that, Doc. I, I, just, I don't have a sunken cost thing at all. I, I, I literally can feel the relief before I've even made the decision to get up and walk out. I'll go into a movie, for example, and I'll sit in the movie. This hasn't happened for years because who goes to the movies anymore? But I would sit in the movie for five, six minutes. The titles are just finished rolling. The movie will start. I'll take one look at like, what's going on on the screen. I'll be like, no way. I'm out. I should get I'll just get up and but go. Gareth, I, I want to I ask you. Leave, I'll even leave the other people in the theater and go out now.
0: <laughs> so, Gareth, I want to ask something. Imagine this scenario. Imagine you go to a, to a business deal or a business yeah. meeting with a brand new person, never met mm-hmm. before. And this person says, I'm going to change your life. I'm yes. going to offer you something really spectacular. Uh, whatever, whatever it is that you've always dreamt of, he's going to put that on the table. And then right. he goes on and has 48 oy- oysters. Would no. you stand up? and leave halfway or would you stay and you know see the meeting through because of what he's promised him and the question the reason why i'm asking you this is because what did she promise him what did she put on the table oh, yeah. that would have made him stay or not
1: well, gonna... i'll tell you what it it all is about that it's like reward versus risk and yeah. and and how, what kind of a down payment you're making depending on what yeah, you exactly after. so if somebody if- said to me like, I've got a, I will do a deal with you, a business deal with you that will, you will never need money again. That's how big this is. Oh, you can eat oysters until you <laughs> <laughs> So you what know. did she
0: promise say? Exactly.
1: Did she probably him the deal head, of the century. In my head, I'm thinking, all I want to do is get away from here, but then I can, I can <laughs> postpone gratification until, like, the business deal's signed. And then. I will, for the rest of my life, tell everybody the story of how I was sitting with this fat pig who was like shucking oysters the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> but I'll have lots of money and I'll be able to And if this woman, if this woman promised him like the world's greatest blowjob or whatever, and, and that's why he was there, then okay. So then I, understand. you see,
0: she promised him, she promised him enough for like 19 oysters, not <laughs> right. more than that. Right. And he was I'm counting, he like, like, <laughs> like, yo. <laughs>
1: He went over the line that he did. in his head. He had a line and, like, okay, she's like a 19 oyster blowjob, <laughs> and then she went like 20, and he's like, mm, no worth, worth it. Oh, she's starting to really turn me off, and then she gets to like <laughs> and the guy's like, oh my god, I, I just don't even want to think about what's going to happen here, right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Say, you know, Dr. Hanan always puts everything in perspective for us. So that's why we have him. She mind. was good that's enough for
0: 19, yeah.
1: 19, not 48. Yeah. All right. Very good. We've learned a lot this morning. And thanks for helping Ashley out. And Ashley, I do hope that um, you, you, you managed to follow Doc's uh, advice here this morning. Maybe it'll help you to get through it. It must be very difficult. It's also, you know, the idea of being away from your family when they need you and you need them. Got to be one of the most terrible feelings.
0: Yeah. yeah, you want to be with your people, especially when you're grieving. It's very difficult yeah. for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Dr. Hanan, back next Monday. Thank you. Nice see you to then. see you, Doc. Cheers. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. Cliffcentral.com.